0: This is the Gambling Gauchos.
1: What is up everybody, welcome in. To the People's Post game sponsored by our friends over at Barnett, Howard, and Williams Law Firm. Based in Fort Worth, they handle cases all across the state of Texas. BHWlawfirm.com. Holding court with us here after a uh, huge top ten win by the Texas Tech Red Raiders at the hands of the Texas Longhorns. Sixth ranked Texas Longhorns. Third Big 12 win. February is here. The run is coming um interesting interesting outcome bhwlawfirm.com appreciate them for holding court with us here in the people's postgame all season things are trending up i would say rob i just sent you the co-host request um as always we'll get to as many comments questions accusations confessions as we can so, if you've got something you want us to discuss, feel free to request to speak in the queue, and we'll get to as many well-behaved listeners as we can. Rob Dog, Hot Rod, how you doing?
0: Let's go, man! At no point did I feel safe in that second half. No point, zero point, until about uh, the seven seven point lead, six point lead at the end.
1: Yeah, I. This is weird to say on like the last play of the game when we just kind of threw the ball down the court and the announcers was like, and that'll do it. I like didn't even realize that the clock, I was like just kind of waiting for, I don't know what the game to just keep going somehow. Um, y- you were confident coming in uh, Texas tech, obviously the winner also covers of course, cause they were an underdog. Um, what gave you so much confidence and did it more or less kind of unfold how you thought it might?
0: Yeah, I, First of all, I have no idea why I was so confident. I guess, you you know, you had the 12-point lead in Austin. And I I thought you had some matchups that worked against Texas. But, yeah, I mean, you got a lead and you kept it. And that's the difference in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, you had a lead against Kansas State and you just kept it. And then you got a lead against Iowa State after a 23-point comeback and kept it. Um it, this team is just kind of figuring out how to win. Was it 2 weeks too late? Yeah, probably, but it does feel good to at least get a couple wins here at the end. Man.
1: Um you can walk me off the ledge here if you want. But I'm I'm starting to believe a little bit. Um You know me. I love the the quad one wins. We love quad one. Everybody knows what a quad one win is. I'm trying to think if there's a scenario where you can still get into the NCAA tournament.
0: Win the conference tournament.
1: It's not going to be pretty. But do you remember Michigan getting in last year as an at-large, and they were like 16 and 15?
0: Yeah, does the Texas Tech name hold enough weight? Does the Big 12 hold enough weight for you to... Now, if you win seven conference games and you finish on a six-game win streak, those things are not crazy to say, but this is the first time you've won back-to-back games in conference. So I don't I don't know that we need to get crazy tonight. I mean, I, can't
1: we just celebrate the Super Bowl? Well, Well, we can, yeah. Look, back-to-back Super Bowls on back-to-back days, it's good to be a Texas Tech fan. But I'm, I'm, I'm starting to look at it through the lens of you might have one of the weirdest NCAA tournament resumes ever. And I'm just not sure how the committee is going to weigh it. Now, it's going to take more than three wins. Like I'm talking if you get to six or seven, how are they going to view that? And I do want to talk about this game. But I was looking at Lenardi's last four in, and maybe you saw me tweet this. His last four in right now, Texas A&M, New Mexico, Kentucky, North Carolina. Um, in descending order, they have, New Mexico has three quad one wins. A&M has two, Kentucky has one, North Carolina has zero, you now have three. And here's where I'm not sure how the committee is going to weight your resume. You have 10 quad one losses and we don't believe in quality losses, but is New Mexico going three and three or A&M going two and four? Is that better than you going like 5-12 and or whatever it winds up being in quad one games? I don't know. Because I think you're going to have more quad one wins than some teams that get in that large bid. But you're also going to have like three or four times as many quad one losses as those teams. But anyway, for the first time all season, I've allowed myself to dare to dream a little bit. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing.
0: Yeah, I think you also, you know, you need at least six conference games wins in season and then two in the conference championship. I don't know, but it, it doesn't seem crazy to say that this team should be a tournament team. It might seem crazy to say that this team will be a tournament team. But like we've said for weeks, or at least I've said for weeks, Kyle, you've been in and out of this, but this team is good enough to be in the tournament. It's just they're not good enough to win a bunch of Big 12 games, or haven't been.
1: Yeah, and I've made this point after after every win, um, you know, all three of them. But it's like, what if you could have just held on to two of those other ones? It still wouldn't be pretty. You'd be, what, 5-8 and eight instead of 3-10 and 10 in those quad one games. But you'd be almost, I don't want to say a shoe-in, but you'd be firmly in the bubble conversation rather than this, like, uh one percent probability path that we're trying to navigate here so i don't want to dwell on that either because this isn't the occasion for that you just beat a really good texas team that um you know you've now altered the big 12 championship race by beating texas kansas state and iowa state three teams that were contending for that um it's the kind of loss that has hurt Texas Tech in those years where they were really good. And, you know, you're trying to get to 13 or 14 conference wins to have a shot to win it all. And then you, like, lose to the eighth best team in the conference. But the conference is so deep that you're susceptible to that. I feel like that's kind of your role this year. And so, I don't know, maybe Kansas, Baylor, TCU get get through unscathed versus Texas Tech, and that winds up being the difference. We'll see. But really good Texas team. Again, they're ranked sixth in the country. They're going to have legit, you know, Elite Eight, Final Four-type aspirations. I feel like you had them in Austin a few weeks ago and and let it slip away, and so it was good to get one back in front of the home crowd. Yeah,
0: and Baylor, I think, is the team that should be sending Texas Tech some flowers after the uh, last week of play. Uh, Mr. Root, what's up, man?
2: How about them raiders? How about them? How about them raiders?
0: I I just How about them? You keep you keep muting yourself there Alex. Did we lose him? God damn it. Can you
2: hear
1: me now? Folks, yeah. Yeah, you're back. F- folks m- yes. more like Mr. No. M- more like Mr. Mute.
2: Oh, damn.
1: We can hear you We can hear you, Alex. Oh. Okay. I just want to say I'm still baffled by how Brock Cunningham continues to get significant minutes on the top 15 basketball team. He's a total bum, and he just pisses everybody off. So that's all that I wanted to say.
0: Yeah, and how does he shoot 50% from three, 46% on the season, and then miss a bunny in
1: crunch time because he's a bum. That's why. I think it might have been partially blocked. Oh, was it? It, it, it either that no, or it I was think a it's just block. that he's a bad basketball player, Kyle. <laughs> I was trying to give him a little bit of an out there. I, I thought it might have been blocked, but maybe he just he really thinks he's me out there trying to finish a layup. Um, I I kind of thought it was deja vu all over again because um, that second half in stretches was like Marcus Carr going off, Brock Cunningham attempting threes, and I was like, if he makes one of these to cut this to like a one point game or something, I'll just I'll be in absolute shambles. Um but it thankfully went your way this time. Davion Armin has played incredibly the last couple weeks. I mean, even in some of those losing efforts. And we got on him for it earlier in the season for you know, like just kind of not really running an office just like dribble 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 and then drive and it it, i guess it's working better now than it did before like i don't really know if we if we've changed scheme all that much but he's just playing out of his mind lately keeping you in games and like that first half is is not what it is um without him it's a totally different story so you needed somebody to step up. I mean, this this team was like a rudderless ship at times with no identity, nobody kind of taking charge. And it seems like he's really taken that upon himself the last couple of weeks, and I think that's why you've been able to finally notch a few of these.
0: Yeah, we were begging for somebody to be a leader on this team, and Davion Harmon has certainly done that. And the spacing has been night and day for Texas Tech um, in stretches because you still had that Baylor game where you, you struggled – in the second half of the spacing, but when David Harmon is on, it's because the spacing of the team is much, much better.
1: Indeed. Um, Had a thought and I lost it because I was checking Twitter. Um, Happens to the worst of us. Uh, Anyway, maybe, maybe it'll come back to me, maybe not.
0: You want to take one comment here from uh, Texas Tech Championships? Sure. is he connects. All right, what's up, man? So I listened to y'all's podcast. I really like it. And you guys had an interesting question you proposed. Is is Tyrese Hunter going to have his first ever game, uh, good game versus Tech? And I think the answer was no. Yeah, what do you have? Uh, not even a nine?
1: Yeah, like nine, two, and one. I mean, it's better than he's ever done before uh, against us. Before good point, still, it's his still... best he's ever done versus us. So we have to give him that. Yeah, I think Mainville had the stats after the game in Austin of his like career spread versus Tech. Now that he's five games in, I would love because to... I mean at this point it's a it's a pretty decent sample size. It's not like him having an off night or two. It's definitely and, a and thing, and it's definitely probably in his head at this yeah. point. Well, hey, I hope we get him in the Big 12 tournament because that would be another chance to notch a quality win and you could count on him hopefully probably not doing very much.
0: And last question for you guys. What do you expect our net will be updated to? Shoot. Uh, Ooh, what was it going into tonight? I haven't really 70. followed that very closely. UT was six. Yeah, we were 70. If we, I feel like if we can get in the 40s, Eight. we're going to make the tournament.
1: Yeah.
2: I,
0: hey, what, hey, one game at a time, man.
1: Yeah. Hey, we got no, three I top fifteen friends.
0: wins in a row. Come on, let's go. That's true. At We're home.
1: talking tourney, Rob. At home. Let us
0: dream. And Scott Van Pelt was hyping us for the tourney right after this game.
1: Let's, let's go.
0: Yeah. Hey, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just saying there's still some road to be owed here.
1: Hey, do we have anybody with, like, tons of drip in the spaces that wants to chime in on this? Like, how many wins do we need to get into the NCAA tournament? Um, I feel like one of our usual listeners might know, and I don't know if he's in here or not. But um, Stephen Stevens is in the house. What do you got for us, Stephen Stevens? I think he's still connecting. Oh, well, uh, I'll do another Barnett, Howard, and Williams ad read then. bhwlawfirm.com. Uh, the Red Raiders won on the court tonight. If you want to win in court, hopefully you never have to, but should you find yourself in such a position, call our friends over at Barnett, Howard & Williams, bhwlawfirm.com, exclusive sponsors of the People's Post Game. Steven Stevens? Oh, he's gone. He's gone entirely now. He gone. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he can get his internet connection restored, perhaps.
0: He, he's off taking shots with some co- – Oh,
1: oh. Steven Stevens, are you with us?
0: Are you alive, Steven Stevens?
1: Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, sir. we got you. Hey, the net only went
2: up sixty four. With that win, believe it or not.
1: I mean the Ken oh, Pom. Wow, it's Ken Pom, sorry.
0: Oh the Ken Palm.
1: Oh yeah. Those those can sometimes diverge. So I I don't know if Net will update until tomorrow morning, but Interesting to start following. They've you know, they've piqued my curiosity at least, Rob. Like I said, I before tonight, it was like not even on the table for me. But I think you could also get into this discussion. Last year I think Texas Tech lost this argument. When I was trying to convince people that we had the resume of a two seed, I was like looking at the very top line of the resume saying, We have five better wins than anybody else's five best wins in the country. But of course they take the full thirty game sample size. But Of those bubble teams, like you've now got to win over three top 15, top 20 type teams. Those are good quad one wins, not like beating net 75 on the road or something. Like These are elite teams, and I don't know how much that's going to potentially factor in for you. Maybe it won't at all. Maybe this is a ridiculous discussion. But I don't know. These aren't like, no offense to anybody else, these aren't wins against Oklahoma State or West Virginia or something. These are like top line of the resume type wins. So I think that's pretty cool.
0: I still think you're you know need to win out to to really be in a position to be in the tournament and I I hope that happens and I I really enjoy you know making comebacks and beating Kansas State and Texas at home and I'm I'm not taking anything away from that. I just still cautious here.
1: Okay. How about this, Rob? You got you got two more home games: uh, TCU and Oklahoma State. Both winnable. Winnable. Um, Oklahoma can you, and Norman. Can you get one on the road in Morgantown, Norman, or Lawrence?
0: Norman, yes.
1: That that only gets you to six and twelve, and against all my better judgment, I would say that is not enough. But What about again, two wins
0: in the Big 12 tournament?
1: Yeah, that that's where you start going, okay, well, this team has a, an insanely unique resume. They have 25 quad one losses, but that's because every single game in their conference is a quad one game, and they have three times as many quad one wins as these other teams on the bubble. So I, I just don't know how the committee is going to value that. I, I was shocked last year when Michigan got in, and I would need to look at what their resume was exactly. I, I'm not sure if that's a good comp or not. I think it might be, Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm allowing myself to at least wonder what could happen here down the stretch.
0: I think it also matters what West Virginia does down the stretch, what TCU does down the stretch, what Oklahoma State does down the stretch, uh, because there's going to be a finite number of teams from the Big 12 that make it. So you might have to steal a Big 12 bid by beating um, a couple of these teams down the stretch, namely Oklahoma and West Virginia, and then Oklahoma State late.
1: What else you got, Rob?
0: Uh, do you want to talk about the game, the end game a little bit? Davian Harmon, a huge first half. Uh, I still think there's
1: – Rob? Did anybody else lose Rob or is that just me? Yeah, he's gone. He, I can't hear him. Rob, you're muted now. We lost Hot Rod. No bueno. Serge Ibaka is in the house. He wants to speak. I'm sure that's definitely the real Serge Ibaka. Uh, probably going to pass on that one. Sorry, Serge. I have no clue what Rob wanted to say. He was talking about Davion Harmon a little bit. 9 of 17 tonight. Three for four from the outside, including a bank shot that he definitely called. Uh, the bank was open all night tonight in Lubbock. There was. Uh, he hit one. I think O'Banner oh, hit one. Um. There might have been another off the glass that didn't look like it was intentional. Uh, Fardaz Amak, pretty good game. 12 points, 8 rebounds. Uh, had a really good pass to O'Banner um, down the stretch there and the alley-oop to, I don't remember if it was O'Banner or Tyson, but um, I think he's his conditioning is probably still not quite where it needs to be, but I think he is coming along and adds an element to this offense that, um, you know, it it at least makes, like, a marginal difference. Rob, are you back with us?
0: Man, I had some really good points before I cut out there, but I don't know if anybody heard them.
1: Uh, We missed them all. We missed all the good points.
0: I don't know what I was saying anymore. Uh, I was going to talk about Amac. basically what you just said. Uh, You have to be able to find him down low better, more. Uh, a couple of times, you really found him in the paint, in uh, momentum. Uh, Obanner, really good game. David Harmon, obviously great. In
1: the- Did we lose Rob again? Give me like a hundred emoji in the in the audience there if Rob is gone. Well, now he dropped off. So, um, in the meantime, Andy. Uh, KU fan, it looks like. You have any thoughts for us on the people's post game?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, great win for you guys tonight. I am uh, really, really glad that Kansas had you guys down in Lubbock early in the season because I do not want to play down there right now if I'm anybody in the Big Twelve. Um, to what you guys were talking about earlier about Texas tech, tech potentially making it uh, to the NCAA tournament, I mean, I think it's going to take. You can't afford a loss to Oklahoma, even down in Norman. You probably need to get West Virginia and Oklahoma state, but I think you can lose that game to Kansas and be in good shape. You can get those home wins. You probably could lose either West Virginia. uh, Like you could lose one of those road games, but you have to have one of like, you either have to win against West Virginia in Morgantown or beat Kansas and Lawrence, which is definitely doable right now. Kansas has been up and down all over the place. So, um, I man, I've been and enjoying you, the Big 12 this year. I am really, really looking forward to the Big 12 tournament. And if you could do us a solid until Kansas to let us win the game, that would be great. Um, no, because I think they're going to need it for a potential one seed. So, you know, plus uh, we don't want to win just the conference, right? We don't, don't but you're still, you're still in the tournament, so you're fine. Well, you can win the national title as a 2 seed. We just need to get in at this point. So if you could really do us a solid. <laughs> well, I will use all have- the play that I don't have with the team to, to make sure that they know you guys really need to win. So, no, oh, no, okay. look, I'm, I'm over on the 10-12 uh, <laughs> podcast. I really enjoy talking about everything Big 12. So I'm, I'm really happy to see the way that all of this race has really, you know, kind of tightened up. And we're, we're going to have another just fantastic finish to a conference season there is absolutely no way that anybody can argue anything other than the big 12 is by far the best conference in all of college basketball.
1: Oh, for sure. And, uh, we always appreciate the perspective of other fan bases in in these formats. So appreciate you chiming in and yeah, that, that game against Kansas really early in Lubbock is one of those we look back on and think, you know, man, how much that would pad your resume. Had you been able to hang on? I think that was a, a two point loss, if I recall correctly. Um, Anyway, Texas Tech has had their fair share of those getaway. Rob, are you, uh, are we just, are we giving up tonight or um, what's the deal? I've got
0: worse connection than Brock Cunningham. hey I, I'm not, I'm not going to try to go through what I was going through again, but, uh, we can just, we can just move <laughs> on. <laughs> I'll get my, I
1: time. think you were saying something about Bazinga. You were saying something about Davion Harmon, and so I read his box score and then Amax, um, I haven't looked at the box score too much, but I think – oh, see, Lamar Washington only played nine minutes. Um,
0: Yeah, and he didn't really earn the time on the floor late.
1: Yeah, Damarian Williams hit a big three. Uh, He was out there for 23 minutes, only took three shots. Um, But his three was kind of when you were going, like, back and forth. And that has not been this team's MO to, like, get into shootouts with anybody. But it seemed like for the most part when Texas was kind of going on their runs that you were able to match well enough, obviously, to get the win. Um, I'm thinking of the sequence at the end of the first half when you went six for six down the stretch. And then, yeah, there was a couple moments in the second half where, you know, Carl was just kind of battling back. They would hit a three and then you would come down on the other end and score to kind of fend off any kind of run. So. I don't know. I think if you guys maybe weren't loud on the box score, but had a couple moments that helped you keep the Longhorns at arm's length and ultimately grab the dub. Yeah, I, one one other
0: thing, just not a negative, but Jalen Tyson had a couple of really good plays early in the second half on offense. Um, if he can unlock his passing ability, uh, I think. Texas Tech will be even that much better down the stretch. Um, he he really struggles at times um, with entry passing and and getting the ball around the horn.
1: What'd you think about Elijah Fisher tonight? Uh
0: I I'd said in the Discord he had some shades of Micah Peavy with his post game. Uh the one spin move in the paint in particular Um, We saw a lot of that from Micah Peavy early in his career before he left. Um, His game never really got to the next level, but I really liked Elijah Fisher. And I have been saying on defense, he is kind of a spark. Um, And in my opinion is the reason we've been playing so much better on defense in Texas X world uh, because he provides some length and some consistency on the perimeter defensively that you desperately needed.
1: Anything else on Texas or do you want to look ahead just a little bit? Yeah, let's look ahead. So West Virginia has to be the team with the greatest disparity between how much they're loved by these computer models and the actual outcome on the floor. Um, They've been like in the twenties and net and Ken Palm all season and and they're 15 and 11, you're 14 and 12. So like not a market difference. And yeah, there's differences in strength of schedule and everything. Uh, if I quizzed you right now, if I was asking you to pinpoint what their win probability is in in Morgantown per ESPN's BPI, what percentage chance do you think BPI would give the Mountaineers to win the game?
0: In Morgantown against Texas Tech, se- yeah.
1: 75%. It's 81.7%. Yeah. Which is going to translate to a spread of... What do you think? Maybe eight? Yeah, I was going to say seven. I mean, 11 a.m. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So let's call it seven and a half, since we're both expert odds makers. Uh Let's call it seven and a half. How are you leaning if, if the line is sort of in that ballpark?
0: I, I mean, we kept saying at home, you know, prove it to me. We'll, we'll start believing when you prove it to me. Uh, and they've done that at home in the last three games they've They have a winning streak of three games at home. Uh, I'm still in prove-it mode on the road. You, you have you've yet to finish a game on the road
1: yeah and and West Virginia, they have had a couple home losses this season, but clearly better at home than on the road, obviously, I, I think it's gonna be a tough. It's always a tough trip just because of distance. and then they've got a you know pretty good home court advantage. Uh, they're probably the better team at a neutral site as well. So I don't know. I, uh, I'll be I'll be curious if the odds makers stray from the analytics models on this one because again, they just seem to love West Virginia. And so whatever BPI or Haslam or Ken Palm have this pegged at, I'll be curious if if the odds makers um, swing by a, a noticeable amount one way or the other. Um, do you remember Rob a few episodes ago? Um, I wish I could remember exactly when we recorded this episode, but we were taking stock of the big 12 title race and we asked each other, like, who would you buy? Who would you sell at this juncture? Do you remember, do you remember what we said? No,
0: I think I probably bought Texas though.
1: I bought Baylor. And you want to know what they've done since then? Have they gone undefeated? Um, just about. They lost in Austin on January 30th. I can't remember if this episode was before or after that. But besides that, in February, they beat Texas Tech by 27, they beat Oklahoma by 10, they beat TCU and Fort Worth by four, and they beat West Virginia by twelve. And they're ranked number nine now tough stretch coming up. They go to Lawrence, to Manhattan, then they host Texas back on the road in Stillwater. It's a brutal four-game stretch as every four-game stretch in this conference is, but this one especially so. If they can get out of their 2 and 2, they would be let's see here. They'd be 11 and 6 in conference play. So there's three teams right now tied at the top, at least in the loss column. Texas nine and four, Baylor nine and four, Kansas eight and four. And then K State, Iowa State, Oklahoma State all seven and five. TCU's kind of fallen off the pace a little bit at six and six. So I don't know how this is gonna shape up. Obviously the game in Lawrence huge for Big Twelve title considerations, if especially if Baylor is able to um to win at the fog. I think it's sort of expected in these calculations that kansas would win that game but if baylor wins in lawrence man they're like they're sitting pretty so anyway i think we've it was really hard to tell early in the season when there were clearly like six really legit teams in this conference who was going to be an actual title contender maybe now we have some clarity it's it's not a shot at k-state or iowa state i just don't know if they have the same kind of juice that those top three teams do and so texas baylor and kansas we're, you know, about two-thirds of the way through here. And it's more or less kind of tied going into the final home stretch. And so, I think it's going to be a very compelling Big 12 title race over the over the next couple weeks. If you
0: go, let's see, you're, uh, you have three wins in conference play. If you finish with three more and get to 6-12 and 12 and get iced out of the NCAA tournament, are you – are you excited by the, the, the thought of an NIT birth, or do you just want to pack it in and go to next year?
1: Man, I, so personally, no. The, the NIT does nothing to move the needle for me. Um, I also kind of worry about the, the perception if Texas Tech declines that. Right. I feel like the the national response or regional response within the Big 12 is like, oh, Texas Tech is too good for the NIT. And I, I don't really want to deal with that storyline either. So, uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If we're in the NIT, I'm not going to like
0: – I mean, I'm going to
1: watch those games, obviously. Anytime Texas is playing, I'll watch. But am I going to be doing like hardcore analysis and like scouting and super emotionally invested in it? No. I mean, it's just, like, you win the NIT, and then then what?
0: Well, let me me say the one reason I'm moderately wanting to at least be in the NIT. It keeps this team together for longer. And I I just think maybe if you can, can like, get a real good run going and win four or five down the stretch and, and get in a good position and be in the NIT and even win the NIT and just be together for another month, Maybe th- things turn around inside the program and you're like, all right, maybe we can win together and everyone stays and it's just a hunky-dory ending and not a upheaval like some have hinted at.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's probably more what I would uh, find solace in is just – if you go 6-12 and 12 and miss the NCAA tournament, I could at least say – you know, very sincerely, okay, like the first half of the Big Twelve Slate was terrible, but after that you really got it together, you figured some stuff out. Maybe that was coaching adjustments, maybe that was personnel adjustments. Um and it would give me more optimism going into next season and thinking like, okay, you know, maybe you can get your main core of guys back, add a couple pieces in the portal and be a, a more competitive team next season, whereas If you were to finish 3 and 15, 4 and 14 in conference play, it just kind of leaves you with very little um, reason for legitimate hope going forward without major changes. And so, even though 6 and 12 is nothing to write home about, it kind of gives you a little bit more optimism long term than how we sort of thought the season was trending when you were 0 and 9 in Big 12 play. Um, So, I would be more excited for that aspect than the prospect of. The NIT. No offense to the NIT. Well, certainly. Certainly. Am I, am I making this up? I know Texas won the NIT yes. under Shaka. Yes. Did TCU win the NIT a few years ago? You are correct. So the Big 12 just runs the NIT. like So we're like a six-bid, seven-bid league, and then eighth place in the Big 12 is number one in the NIT, I guess. Is that like a tradition?
0: I guess so. I'm looking at the uh the champions here. Uh TCU won in 2017.
1: Okay, a little further back than I Z- remember.
0: Xavier Memphis, Texas in 2019. And then uh was that, TCU in was, two
1: thousand seventeen. Was twenty seventeen TCU is at Brodzianski. Ooh, that, that sounds familiar. Kenrich Williams was the MVP. I remember I remember going down to Fort Worth. I think that was Beard's first year, and Brad Ziansky was just giving you fits all night. I was like, "Dang, he's a he's a dude." I think that was about twenty seventeen. One other and that that would
0: one other Big Twelve team has won
1: in two thousand thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. Um. Uh, wouldn't have been Iowa State or West Virginia. No. Uh, wouldn't have been Baylor. They were a tournament team. Uh, did Kansas State or Oklahoma State win? No, it, it was Baylor. <clears throat> oh, okay. I thought they were an NCAA tournament team. Yeah, back by that in 2013. Jag- Pierre Jackson was okay. the, uh, the MVP. Okay. Maybe that was a little bit before they really got it humming under Scott Drew. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts, Rob?
0: Um,. No, the Big Twelve team before that was Nebraska in nineteen ninety six. Uh, that was the last year of the Southwest, so never mind. Yeah,
1: that was, Big, that was eight, Big Eight, Nebraska. Big
0: Eight, Nebraska.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Big Twelve. Big Twelve play started in late August of nineteen ninety six. Yeah. zebbie Lethridge and Texas Tech at Kansas State in Manhattan, very first Big Twelve athletic competition. I believe. I believe. All righty. Hey, good good 24 hours to be a Red Raider. You said it, man. Back-to-back Super Bowl championships, one with the Chiefs, and now we beat Texas, which is, of course, our Super Bowl. Hey, okay, I've got a question for you, Rob, like an either-or. I don't have three options, so we can't start bench cuts, so this is just an either-or. Would you rather – Pack the arena, total sellout for Texas, and then point to that as evidence that they're your Super Bowl. Or would you rather leave the upper deck empty and have Cyclone Larry uh, chirp at you for not even selling out against Texas?
0: Uh, hey, uh, we'll do it on the school board, man. Oh, okay, yeah, just win the games.
1: All right, don't, so don't you, you're not worried about you're not worried about fan banter on on Twitter. No. I'm not worried about cyclone larry.
0: Um, I heard some longhorns were throwing hands with longhorns after the game though.
1: Oh. Uh longhorns fans or like dudes wearing the jersey. Uh should have been fans against fans in the concourse. Wow. I wonder if they'll go full aggie and Oh they were throwing punches. Blame it on... Throwing
0: punches at tech fans.
1: Oh, I thought you said Texas on Texas violence. I thought it was, but I'm getting the whole story here. Oh, okay we're still collecting the evidence yeah see if i was them i would if it was texas on texas violence i would just claim that the students tore down uh the rim like the entire basket and they were charging the texas fan section with it and so we started fighting each other because yeah. i don't really remember what aggie's full story was on that but it, it didn't make sense but anyway, they were fighting each other and uh, didn't realize that until later after they had blamed Texas Tech fans for starting the fracas.
0: Hey, I've got a, a numbers tweet for you from Andrew Sorrells. Are you familiar? Yes. Legendary Andrew Sorrells. Uh, the number of days since Texas Tech has lost to UT and Lubbock in each of these sports uh, football, 870 days. A baseball series, 1,429 days. Men's basketball, 1,080 days. Women's basketball, 369 days.
1: You know what he could have done to juice that just a little bit more? Yeah. He, he could have said the last time Texas won in regulation in Lubbock because that football win in 2020.
0: Yeah, was overtime. Was,
1: yeah. So, anyway. But that's that's a good enough tweet as it is. I'm not trying to – be too constructively critical here you
0: know that's why people call you the Kyle umling of uh Texas Tech
1: Twitter they're powerful I think only one person calls me that <laughs> and uh his feedback is unwarranted well yeah we'll, we'll uh thank you everybody for joining the uh people's <clears throat> post game sponsored by <laughs> our friends at Barnett Howard of Williams law firm bhwlawfirm.com you know Rob the resiliency displayed by this Texas Tech basketball team is matched only by the resilience of Barnett, Howard, and Williams because they were on some people's post-games, man, when it was like, okay, we're 0-7, we're 0-8, we're 0-9, and they stuck with it, and now we're Super Bowl champs. And we either lost Rob or he just thought that was the stupidest no, I was kind just, of ad read sec- I was oh.
0: letting to marinate, man
1: we're just letting him in. all right <laughs> well um i've got an early morning so i'm going to what that means is i'm going to hang up here and then tweet for the next couple hours yeah. so we'll see y'all on the other side hey, one
0: thing if you have a serious XM the Big 12 this morning tomorrow at 9:30 i'll be talking about the win
1: uh is that with our boy Robbie
0: uh no it's with uh, RE Timken
1: oh okay I need to I need to get acquainted with Ari, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, I'll send him to you next time.
1: Ah, oh, no, that's okay. You're you're the professional. I'm just I'm just the Twitter guy.
0: Yeah, well,
1: or actually, you, you send all the tweets from the Gauchos account, don't yeah, you? Yeah,
0: that's that's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> all right. Thanks for sticking with us, y'all. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday. We're doing a preview of baseball season with our good friend and the often referenced Keith Patrick of Red Raider Dugout. And then we'll be, we'll be back Sunday night, live stream on YouTube. So we'll see you all then. Thanks for hanging out with us. Love y'all. You can say it, Rob. Never mind, he's gone. All right, peace.